Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you so much for pulling your chair up to the cool kids table. I am so pleased that you have decided to uh, choose this podcast because I am quite aware that there are a ton of options when you go for your podcast listening. When I started this show four and a half years ago, there wasn't a whole lot of podcasts. I mean, there were more than one needed to, to choose from, but comparatively now, it's just absolutely crazy. I used to get discovered a lot from people searching for business podcasts or entrepreneur or solopreneur podcasts, and I don't know that anybody stumbles upon that show or this show that way much anymore. Uh, now, almost all of it comes from word of mouth, so I tell everybody, if you like the show, go tell a friend, because that's the way people find uh, information uh, about cool things entrepreneurs do. I started the show uh, doing all interviews, and I did this because it was my opportunity to be able to get face-to-face -face with some really cool people doing really smart things. I believe that success leaves clues. So the more people I could talk with and share ideas, they would leave breadcrumbs and nuggets and morsels and ideas all along the way, which has helped me navigate my path uh, as my own journey as an entrepreneur. I have now been working for myself exactly 10 years. This show will release on April 2nd, 2019, and I am recording it the night before on April 1st because it was April 1st, 2009 that I got laid off from my corporate marketing job. And I'm going to tell you that I always make the joke that the idea of being laid off on April 1st has never been lost on me. However, I never looked back. I had always wanted to kind of do my own thing. I'd had several ideas. I had come very close to buying a business about 10 years earlier. There had always been this pull inside of me to work for myself. And after 20 some odd years working in corporate America, I felt that I had had my ladder against the wrong wall. I was doing work and I was good at it, but I was doing it for the wrong reasons. I was trying to fulfill some something that maybe my parents had wanted for me or had taught me that was the normal way of the American dream. Uh, maybe it's what society expected from me. Uh, I was married with two kids. I, I couldn't just quit my job and, and go chase this dream of becoming a professional speaker and master of ceremonies and corporate facilitator. I mean, who does that? But on April 1st, 2009, I got laid off. And if you remember what was going on at that time, the truth is there there weren't a lot of options. There weren't jobs available, certainly not corporate uh, services marketing jobs. I had spent my career working as the director of marketing for law firms and banks and consulting firms, and those firms were laying people off left and right. They were, they were firing everyone in their marketing and their business development teams in order to kind of tighten that belt to get them through what looked to be several years of this recession. And the truth is, a, it was true. There was a couple of years where there were just no jobs. And so it was in that environment that I decided I was going to jump in and take my chance at carving my own path in the world, at not listening to everybody else and just doing, just doing what I wanted to do. Now, people ask me a lot, how did you ever become a professional speaker? What was, what was behind that? How did you get into this business? Because it's not like you go to college and while you're signing up for classes, one of the options is never professional speaker 101. 
mean, it is true in college that everybody has to take a, uh, a speech communications class because they want people to be able to communicate better. And by the way, those classes don't do very well because most people out in the world aren't great at getting up and giving a speech. But the reason I got into it is having spent an entire two decades plus in sales and marketing jobs, I went to a lot of conferences, both that my companies hosted, both industry conferences and other types of, of gatherings, sort of motivational and career conferences. And I always remember sitting in the audience, watching the keynote speaker, watching her or him deliver, I don't know, 60 minutes, maybe back then they were more like an hour and a half of this material and watching them speak and see how they could captivate the audience. And I honestly, vividly as if it was yesterday, I remember sitting in the audience thinking, well, they have a better job than I do. How do you get to do that? Now, some of them were famous. They were celebrities into their own right, or they were astronauts or gold medalists, or maybe they had started a company that had become famous unto, unto its own, own path. But a lot of the people, a lot of the people were just regular people who had become speakers and trainers. And so I started going up to those uh, individuals and asking them, how did you get into this business? And here's the interesting thing. There was no single answer. If I asked 25 people back then or, or now, if I asked my friends who were in this business, how did you become a speaker? You're going to get 25 entirely different stories of how people started down this path. And so it's what I had dreamed of doing. And when I got laid off, I called my wife and I told her, poof, you know, that's it. Now, we had a little bit of money saved, so we didn't have to worry about not paying the mortgage the next month. But without jobs, without opportunities, we had to figure out what was the next move. And I made the decision that I'm just going to go for it. I've wanted to do it for years. I've thought about it. I'd already written a couple of books. We're just going to go for this. And, and to my wife's credit, she was very supportive. She told me I could take three years and all of our savings and probably some more money after that. Uh, but if in three years I hadn't established a legitimate business, if I wasn't working, if I didn't have clients, then I was going to have to go look for something else. Well, fast forward three years, four years, five years, the business did start to take off. And now at the exact mark of 10 years, I am so excited that I have had this journey. Now, I want to be real. I try to be really transparent with everybody who listens to this podcast. It hasn't always been easy. Those first three years, we hemorrhaged cash. I mean, we had an expensive, you know, house and we had two kids who were in at the time, I guess, junior high and elementary school. And, you know, we, we had things we had commitments to. And so it wasn't easy to make those commitments and keep our lifestyle. But that's what we chose to do. We chose to make sacrifices where we had to. And I just had to work doubly hard. But we hemorrhaged cash for a couple of years. We ran through our savings. We ran money up on credit cards. And I, I like to be very clear about that because sometimes from the outside looking in, people see someone who has some level of success and they think, oh, well, they were so lucky. I don't know if you went back and talked to me in the first three years that I was doing this, if I would tell you I was lucky. However, come to 2019, and I'm going to be really honest that, yeah, I do feel like I've been really lucky. This era of my career, the past 10 years, has been the greatest part of my working life. It has been so much fun. I've got to do things that I love to do with clients who I enjoy working with, and I've surrounded myself with people in my industry 
who are other speakers who I've met mostly through the National Speakers Association, who have become some of the best friends that I've ever had in my life. I have grown so much as a person, as a business person, and as a speaker that this podcast, if I told you all the details and everywhere that I stub my toe, this podcast could go on for hours. But I do want to talk about that aspect of how the people in my life really helped me find success over the last 10 years. So I'm going to start with my, my wife and my kids, and that is they were supportive, and I think it was scary. I remember one time my daughter was, she was in middle school, my oldest daughter, and she was going to come with me to a speech that I was doing. And this was something local. It was an evening business group. Uh, they weren't paying me, but I could sell books in the back of the room. So I was bringing Jackie with me, and she had never seen me speak before. And we were going to this business event. I don't know. She was maybe 12 years old, maybe 13 years old. And she was really quiet, un uncharacteristically quiet in the car. And I said to her, I go, why, why are you so quiet? She goes, it's the first time I'm going to see you give a speech. And I said, yes. And she smiled and said, what if you're not that good? We have our whole family's future staked on the fact that you can make a living doing this. And she was serious. And so after uh, uh, the, the event, uh, we sold a bunch of books. We were driving home. I was in a great mood. She was in a good mood. I asked her, so how did I do? And she said, well, it was all business stuff. And remember, she was like 12. She goes, it was all business stuff. She goes, but the people in the audience seemed to laugh, and a lot of people lined up to buy your book, so I think we're going to be okay. And I always remember that conversation because that's when I realized, I think we're going to be okay. And my wife was really supportive, and we just sort of made it work. And then I look at sort of the friends in my life who went out of their way to introduce me to their companies and the associations that they belong to who hire speakers for events. I don't think I ever could have gotten my foot in the door in this business if it wasn't for so many friends who said, I'll take a chance on you. And they put themselves out on a limb and told their boss, yeah, hey, we're having that sales conference or we're having the, the annual kickoff or the associations that they work for. They'd reach out to the meeting planner and say, I have a friend who's recently become a speaker and he's really good. And they actually put it out there and helped get me on that short list because when people... I think all products, but when people are looking at hiring a speaker, they usually try to narrow it down to two or three options, and then they make a decision. And what I discovered early on was if I wasn't one of those two or three options that were on that short list, I had a zero chance of getting the gig. But if, if they would take a close look at me, and if the meeting planner or the CEO or whoever was making the decision would get on the phone with me, I would end up winning more than half the time. So the trick, especially early on for me, was to get to the point where I could have a conversation because I'm so dedicated. I am so passionate about making sure that events uh, uh, are awesome for the people who are in the audience because I remember all of those conferences where I was sitting there. And then I have to think about all the friends that I made in the events business, meeting planners and meeting professionals who referred me to each other. Uh, I met them through my involvement with MPI, which is Meeting Professionals International. Uh, I've also done some work for ASAE, the American Society of Association Executives, which is really the association of associations, and then also the people at the Professional Convention Managers Association. Those three groups early in my career took a chance and put me on their stages at their conferences in front of entire audiences of meeting planners. 
that, if I look back to those initial three events for those three groups, that opened up a ton of doors. And again, those people didn't have to pick me, but they did. And I'm extremely grateful to those three organizations. And I always talk them up and, and always try to make sure that they are supported in this world of meeting planners because they were so good to me in helping me get launched. And then the other group of people who really came out of the woodwork to help me, to help me succeed, the people who I met at the National Speakers Association. And I talk about this group all the time because I had been really involved with Toastmasters for maybe 15 years before I became a speaker. And I had learned uh, in Toastmasters how to craft the speech, how to talk to people, how, how to use my voice as an instrument when speaking to an audience, how to use my body and have gestures, how to have an inflection uh, that helped uh, draw people into what I was trying to say. But it was the National Speakers Association that taught me that speaking could be a business. Now, the organization itself doesn't help you get speaking gigs. It's really a trade association, just like is the National Association of Plumbers or the National Association of Locksmiths. It's just a place where they bring people in the profession together. But it's those people who I met. Uh, I went to my first NSA conference in the summer of 2009. This year in 2019 will be my 11th consecutive year that I've attended their annual convention. It's now called Influence. And uh, back then it was just called the annual convention. But I'll tell you that first year I can remember being in the bar and getting a glass of wine and talking to this young couple who, you know, I was in my, I don't know, early 40s. They were probably in their mid 30s. Uh, they had both grown up in the business. Uh, one of their dads had been a professional speaker. The other one's mom had managed a very popular, famous speaker. And they had met when they were teenagers. And in their 20s, they met again and got married and had several kids. And we hit it off and had this great conversation. And I didn't know that night in the bar that Patrick Henry would become one of my closest friends. He literally uh, has helped me learn this business. And he's always been a, a good shoulder to cry on when things don't go well. And the type of person I can always call when I have some sort of a win because he understands the excitement that's there. Uh, and then uh, some other people I met in the organization. I mean, I could just spend the whole time dropping names. But another group of people are the people who became my mastermind group. And about six years ago, this woman named Jessica Pettit asked me to join a group of then five. It has become four other professional speakers who are all trying to grow their practice. And it's a woman named Eliz Green and a gentleman named Jerry O'Brien. And the four of us decided that once or twice a year, we would fly to some location, we would rent a house, and we would sit around for 48 hours talking business. And they have become like my board of directors. I rarely make a major decision in my business, whether I'm releasing a new video or launching a new website, where I don't let them look at it first and vice versa. And we have successfully now for six years shared so much with each other, sort of along this journey of trying to build businesses. And each and every one of us is more successful now because of this association that we formed with each other than we probably ever would have been without it. And so that, those are just a couple of people who have really sort of shaped and opened up the doors. But I tell people in every industry, especially if you're just starting a business, get yourself to the trade association that represents your industry. Because there's no way I could have navigated the craziness of the speaking industry and the meetings world if it wasn't for the National Speakers Association and the people who I met there. NSA itself has had many courses and seminars that I've taken and learned, but more importantly, hundreds of people who have crossed my paths, so many who have been willing to mentor me 
or just share ideas or just led by example when they don't even know I'm necessarily watching. That for me has been probably the most important uh, tool in my toolbox to have gotten me down along this path. It's the people I've encountered who are working in the business day in and day out. So now I hit this, this milestone of 10 years. And I'm, I'm looking at the fact that last year was a little bit flat. 2018 wasn't a year that I was proud of. Although my numbers were good, it just wasn't bigger than 2017. The previous eight years, year over year over year, I had grown the business. Last year was the first time I'd taken a small, but still backwards step. So I reinvented myself coming into 2019 because A, I don't like moving backwards. B, I was scared. I, I'm trying to, you know, I've got a kid in college, another one about to go to college. Uh, there's the financial pressures that have always existed are still there. And so this year I decided that one of my goals was I was going to be entirely focused on new business development and marketing and growing sort of that brand and that reputation. Just trying to get out there and, and meet new people and do what I did 10 years ago. My wife had a great piece of advice for me. She's actually brilliant. And she said, what did you do in the years when you were just starting out? What did you do when you were growing the business? So I went back and I looked at 2009, 10, 11, 12, 13, back when it was scrappy. And I realized that so much of it came down to the blogging that I was doing, uh, the uh, uh, networking that I was doing with people, and then connecting the dots with the people I met in audiences and just reminding them that I work in a word-of-mouth business. This weekend, I was with somebody, and I told them that. They said, oh, you were really good. And I said, well, if you think I'm good, I work in a word-of-mouth business. The only way I get clients, typically, is when someone tells somebody else about me. And just a couple of days later, I got a call from an association who said, we got your name from this person. Had I not mentioned it, I may not have ever gotten that initial call, and now I'm going to start having some negotiations with them to see if I'm the right fit. So it all comes back to people. What's gotten me through 10 years in this business and what's going to get me through the next 10 years in this business is relationships with people. And so that's what I'm trying to do every single day is celebrate everybody who I know and everybody who I meet because I don't think that I could have made it to this milestone if it wasn't for the really awesome people out there. Now, five years ago, I started Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do and this show has become a big part of my business. Now, I don't make a lot of money off the show. I've got a couple of sponsors, but, but that doesn't really you know, lead to uh, the, the big bucks. But what it has done, it, is, is it has exposed me to a whole new group of people. And so if you're a regular listener of the show, thank you so much for being part of it. This episode, I really just wanted to come on here and talk about the fact that I'm really proud that I've made it for 10 years. I, I don't think that we do this enough as people, as business people, I don't think that we take a moment to step back and say, yeah, I did that. And I'll tell you, one of my friends posted something on my Facebook page when I said, today marks 10 years that I've been doing this. And he said, do you know how hard it is in any industry to make it to that 10-year part point? And I started thinking about it. And I realized that this is the only way I've made money for a decade. And I am really, really proud of it. So I thought I would just take a little time because maybe somebody out there listening to the show is one year or two years into their business and they're struggling. And maybe they feel like, hmm, 
maybe I need to hang it up and, and go get a job. And I'm not saying that's not the right choice. There were several times where I came very close to doing exactly that. But maybe they just need an example of somebody who has rolled up their sleeves and just continued to do the work. I've had to reinvent myself a couple of times. I've had to come up with new topics. I've had to put myself into new markets. I've had to try new things. And I think that that's the magic to it all, is that if you're an entrepreneur, in order to get to that point where you have longevity, and I think longevity is one of the best things you can have as an entrepreneur, I think to be able to say, I've done this for a while, really does bring you business. I think it gives people that sense, that peace of mind that working with you is okay. And if you're on the new side of your business, or you're just starting, or you're just thinking about starting, realize that there is no magic fairy dust. No one is going to sprinkle success kind of in your hair, and you're just going to walk right into it. Almost everybody I know who has succeeded in business, whether they've built a multi-million dollar company, and I've had friends who've done that, or whether they're a solopreneur who just, you know, plods along and gets through and, and reaches their own personal goals, kind of like I do. I'll tell you what. Both of those, it's the same thing. They have to roll up their sleeves and just keep going. So I don't know if I'm an inspiration for anybody out there, but I've made it 10 years in this business as a professional speaker, and I couldn't have done it without the people around me, and I couldn't have done it without you. If you're a regular listener of the show, you're part of my community. If I don't know who you are, Take a minute, send me an email. It's just Tom, T-H-O-M at TomSinger.com or you can reach out on, on social media. I'm everywhere at just at Tom Singer. And just let me know that you listen to the show. Maybe go and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or maybe, uh, maybe leave a review. New reviews always make me smile. I don't know why. You know, maybe it feeds my ego a little bit. But I'll tell you what, there are days when you need that little ego food. Uh, in order to get out of bed, put your socks on, and get back to work. So I'm here today just celebrating 10 years as a speaker. And I want to know also, what are you celebrating? What's your next milestone? Because I'll tell you, I remember when it was one year, and two years, and three years, five years, and seven years, and eight years. And if at any time I had quit, I wouldn't be here recording this episode today. So anyway, today's episode was just me talking about a 10-year journey, uh, and it's just the start. I'm still relatively a young man in my early 50s. Uh, I plan to do this as long as people will let me share with them, both on my podcast and on stages. Uh, so I plan to be doing this for at least 15, if not 20 more years. So uh, maybe there'll be a 20-year anniversary show that'll sound a lot like this one, except my voice will probably be a little scratchier, and my hair will be a little thinner. But uh, I'm not quitting anytime soon. And that's my recommendation to you. If you have a fire in your belly, yeah, you're going to have to pivot. You're going to have to try new things. But keep finding a way to persevere. Because I made it this far, and I'm stoked. All right, we've taken up enough of your time. Uh, if you like the show, like I said, go leave a review. Uh, you know, I always thank my sponsors. Special thanks to Amplifier and to Podfly. I didn't get a chance to read their things today, but I couldn't do this show if it wasn't for them. They're great sponsors. Jump over to amplifier.com slash cool things or podfly.net slash cool things and find out more about them. If you're a regular listener to the show, you know a lot about them because I talk about them every single time. But do me a favor. If you've listened to this far, reach out to me, contact me. Let me know that you heard this episode 
And let me know if you liked it. If you didn't like it, let me know what you're thinking. And if you're struggling with something, let me know what that is because I want to be here to support you in your journey. All right, go on out there, try something new, make your own journey successful. And while you're at it, have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.